Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, or whatever time of day you're listening to this. Welcome back to Dad Tales Podcast. I am Leon, father to Ava who is seven and Noah who is five. And my name's Andy and I'm a dad to three girls, Ellie who's 21, Lex who's 15 and Andy who's eight. So together we're going to take a light-hearted look at parenting from a dad's point of view. We hope you enjoy. Happy Dad Tales Day, my friend. Leon, happy 2021 Dad Tales Day. Happy 2021. Yes. We're bringing We're it in. in. We kicked off. We've started. How's your week been, mate? It's been pretty poor, to be pretty fair. Poor. Yeah. Little Andy has fallen playing tennis and broken her wrist in oh, two man. places. So she's got plaster cast on. Now, what's going to look like six weeks at least, probably. So, yeah. So that's pretty rubbish. So she's not. Yeah. She didn't want to come here um, this weekend. So she just wanted to stay at home. So yeah, that's that's been pretty poor. And it's just because she's, she's so little, it's just awful. There's just not what you can do from you know. She's she loves she's a gamer. She loves to game, and she can't do any of that now. Um, so yeah, so it's pretty rubbish. I feel I feel for it because when I brought my foot, all I did is drink all day long, and that's my mind off it. I don't think we can let her drink, can we? Yet? No, not yet. No, I mean it might numb the pain a bit, but. Proper feel for us. Nah, like you're at, yeah, your hands. I mean, it's like your independence gone a little bit, isn't it? Is it is it a double clean break? So no surgery needed or no pinning or all that. Well, she's got to go back to hospital next week just to have it rechecked and re-x-rayed. I presume that's when all the swelling will have gone down and stuff. She's had to go back to the hospital once because her pot fell off. Just fell off. Of, it just came off at night. Yeah, I think it was a good thing though because surely that means the swelling's gone down a lot. Um, yeah. So obviously it's come off. So she's had to go get that redone. She's back there next week just to get that rechecked out and hopefully everything will be all right. As long as it's starting to heal, I suppose, then fingers crossed nothing further needed. And hopefully, you know, because she's young, she'll just be able to battle through it. These things are sent to oh, test us, aren't they? It was the... recovery. Yeah, it was probably the perfect end, really, to 2021 <laughs> after everything that's <laughs> happened last year. It's like, oh, how can we just top this off? I'll tell you what, let's just break a rip. Oh, man. Is it a um, left or a right hand? Is it a writing hand? It's a left. So, fortunately enough, she can still write and things when they get back to school. But, yeah. Or, or she'll see it. Unfortunately, she can still write. Yeah, possibly. I think she'll love it when she gets back to school, knowing that she's got a plaster cast on. Showing yeah. it. Like kids do, though, a little bit. But it's just everything else. It, the, the novelty of it lasts very, yeah. very short amount of time. See, when I did my leg, I had one of those, like, um, I want to say fiberglass ones. You couldn't write on it. It was, like, all, like, it wasn't, like, a proper pot. It was weird. Do you know what I'm on about? Mine was blue. It was, like, a colour. But um, she got a proper plaster, or she got one of those yes. weird ones. so I think what they do to start with, they put, like, a plaster on, so that secures it to help with the healing of the first few days. And then you go on to more of a lightweight one, which is, like, the coloured ones. Uh they're a bit more modern than one. She's looking, she, yeah, she wants a purple one. She'll be devastated if she can't have a purple one. Well, like, you couldn't write on mine. I was devastated you couldn't write on it. <laughs> so that's, that's the whole good thing. Like, I, I brought my leg when I was like an adult. I was like 18, 19, maybe a bit older. But I was devastated because I never, never broke a bone when I was a kid. And like, everyone used to come to school and go, oh, here my pot, write my name on pot. So like, I'll write all your pot and stuff like that. I never experienced that. Brought my leg and then, well, my foot. And then there's like, yeah, you can have one of these. And I was like, no, come out on that. And I was like, meh. Best for you. Gutted. Gutted. Uh, how's your week been? Better than mine, hopefully. Yeah, we've got no broken limbs or like that. We've just been having steady walks and stuff, just trying to kill the time and stuff. There's not really much you can do. 
we haven't been nowhere. It snowed yesterday, or was the day before. We, we went in garden, played with snowballs, which is good. But that's about it. You're looking at me like you didn't get snow and you live in the same town as me. Did you get snow as well? Not enough for snowballs. I'll send you a video, mate. My kids are throwing snowballs at windows and everything. We had snowballs. At snow your own windows? Yeah, yeah. Me and Amy went back inside and we stood on the inside and they were throwing them at the window while we stood on the inside. But yeah, it's not enough to be throwing snowballs and stuff. It disappeared quite quick, don't get me wrong, but it was enough that came down and settled. Not where I live, it didn't. Hey, you live like four streets down from me. <laughs> Maybe just didn't want to snow anywhere near me. Yeah, because you're a grumpy get. Yeah, which leads us perfectly on, me being grumpy, it leads us perfectly on into 2021, which yes. is, is so we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions or looking to the year ahead. What do you think about New Year's resolutions? Are you a fan? No, because I, I, I always set them, and I've got a couple that I've set already, but I try not pinning all my hopes on them because I think you're setting yourself up to fail. Because the problem with New Year's resolutions is you choose something really hard to achieve. And then if you break it early doors, it's like quite demoralising, I find. So I try and set some of that's a challenge, but then doable. If I do break it, I'm not going to be miffed, if that makes sense. In a way, what are you? What about you? Are you, are you a, a New Year's resolutioner or not? No, no. I like to think, what I do is each year I set a list of things I want to do during the year. And I try and aim towards them. Because I think it just gives you a, a better opportunity to sometimes try something new, you know, sample something different. I think, like you say, with New Year's resolutions, is that you do, I think, set yourself up to fail a lot of the time. Or by the time sort of 15, 16 for January comes, you forgot about them and you don't really care yeah. about them. You pick something on the spur of the moment where actually if you can have something that lasts the whole year and try and work towards them things that you want to achieve in that year. I just think it's a better way of looking at it. What we've done with kids, like we discussed on a, on a few podcasts back, was pack, a pack of cards. So we've got 52 things to do during the year. And I believe this was one of your recommendations. This. Yeah, I've been saying, have you done it? That's nice. So we've done it. So we've got the list done. So we've, the four suits, so we picked places to visit, things to do indoors, things to do outdoors. And I can't remember what the fuck it's got. So we've got all in all 52 things that we can do. You know, some of them would be things that are going to cost a bit of money, going to cost a bit of time, maybe spend a night out somewhere. And then other things are just like baking or, you know, building something out, Lego or something like that. Yeah. So we've done that. So again, it's just about making sure that we, we're doing something during the year and just like say sampling stuff that's new. I'm just quite happy with stuff like that. That's, that's, that's my plan anyway. I think as well, with your New Year's resolution, what if you achieve it by sort of the end of January? So say you wanted to learn to play the piano and you just you just stuck some uh, something similar to that. I was going to say, if you can do that in a month, I'll tell you what. We've got you out in 20 hours. <laughs> you, could, you couldn't even do your clearly in four months, could you? You couldn't do basics. No, because I was lazy with it. That's the problem. <laughs> or, or you wanted to say some weight loss. Say you wanted to run a five kilometre. You know, you can do couch to 5K in six weeks. So you could have achieved that effectively by February. And then that's it. You just think, ah, well, that's it. Job done now. Don't need to don't need to think about it anymore. So, yeah. So I'm encouraging people to look at things to do for the whole year. And even ask the kids to do it as well. So I think that's important. Things that they want to do and things that they can potentially achieve and experience. That's that's my plan. So, so mine with the kids... But we're trying to do, we've pretty much gone on the same base, so we want to do something for the whole year, is I want to visit 
12 arts and theatre things. So whether it be go to a museum, natural history museum, things like that. I want to go to more like theatre things. So like I want to take kids to watch like, you know, like say Cats or a Broadway show. So we, 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 we've said 12 now. Obviously we're on the back foot a little bit because we're still in the middle of all the pandemic things. So we might be from June onwards, we then can do the 12 things, which might be a bit a lot to squeeze in. But I am conscious I want to do more arts and theatre style things. I've tried to pick things that can't be affected by the situation that we're in at the moment. Yeah. So things like that. So I've got things on my list. Like, and I know I've talked to the kids about this. and We've all agreed that we want to read more. So, you know, I've set myself a realistic goal. I think that's the other thing as well. You know, five books throughout the year. That's a realistic thing, I think, to do. Say 10 new places to visit, places that we've not been before. And that could just be something that's really close on doorstep. I mean, not mm. my actual doorstep, because I visit that every time I go in and out of the house. But, you know, something that's close, something that we've not been to. So, again, it's just about experiencing those different things. You don't have to go far. You don't have to spend a lot of money. That's the way. And I think how we're looking at this year being, or certainly like the past year, we've I can't even remember what I did last year. I can't remember what I ticked off to say, oh, I really enjoyed doing that. So, and I don't want to get to this time next year and do the same. So the better planning we can do, even if it's outside these, you know, restrictions that we've got, I don't want to stop what I want to do. Yeah, job done. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Uh, that's 2021 done. <laughs> if only. Do you have anything particularly parental-wise that you want to achieve this year? You know, we this we have this podcast and we are two guys that generally talk in a load of rubbish on a weekly basis on the basis that we're parents and we've possibly skirted away from that recently. So how do you want to better yourself this year? So for me, I want to be more of a backseat parenting in the fact that I want my children to become more independent. I've noticed it over the last couple of weeks. When they, whenever they want to do something, I'll just take over. So... I'll give you an example. So today, everyone to make some noodles. Not something too challenging, but I just couldn't help myself that I was doing, like taking over, like I'd fill the kettle. Then I'd be helping to measure and stuff like that. Whereas she's now of an age where I think, really, I should go, right, I'll stand there and watch to make sure she doesn't hurt herself. But I should really take a big step back and go, come on, you can do this now. You've become more independent. I think there's a lot of things that I really do need to take a bit of a back seat and just go, enjoy. I mean, find your boundaries. If you fail, you fail. Like when it comes to baking and stuff like that, when we're measuring and stuff, I'm always like, hang on, I'll, I'll help you here. Just leave it to it. If it's over and it don't rise, then so be it. Just leave her to get on with it sort of thing. I think that's one thing I definitely want to do more this year is be more of a, not a backseat parent, I think that's wrong, but not clip the wings. Let them find what they can do and experience, not experience failure, but learning curves and become independent more. Because I, I do feel I'm, too mollycoddling with them. I think experiencing failure is not a bad thing, though, is it? Failure is such a, a, I suppose, a harsh word in this respect. But just letting them, like you say, letting them do it. If they get it right, they get it right. Brilliant. If they get it wrong, then that's when you know next time they need to learn from it. And even asking them after, what have you learned from this? How are you going to do it different the next time? Yeah. And and same with that, I want to encourage creativity as well. Now, my kids are quite creative and they'll sit in the pain and they'll do bits and bobs. But I'll, once again, I'll find myself if, like, you know, if I'm tired or whatever, and they'd be noisy. I'm like, oh, be quiet or calm down. Well, no, let them, let, them, let them blow some steam off. Let them be a bit noisy and a bit creative because that's, that's just being kids, isn't it? I just don't want to be the grumpy old man. Last couple of weeks, I've just noticed that I'm, I just need to take like a bit of a step back and let the kids be kids, really. Let them grow. Do find you like that. 
where yeah. like, you know if they're just being being a bit noisy, being a bit daft, and being a bit silly, and you think, oh, why are you being so silly? Well, I was like that once, class clown, I mean, I used to mess about and stuff. I think there has to be a, a boundary on it, but I don't know. I just, I just think I need to be a bit more let them be kids and not too grown up. Do you know what? I'm I'm a little bit the opposite because I'm more worried about like you are the class clown. Don't get me wrong, and you're still the class clown now, but. With me, it's more about me being the clown. I think it's me that needs to calm down, especially when we're out and about. And all I'm looking at doing is just embarrassing them. I think I maybe need to wind that back a little bit. That When they're at home, they're not really noisy. You know, if anything, I'm trying to encourage them to make some noise. <laughs> but it's it's possibly the opposite way around. When we're out and about, it's probably me that's more needs to calm down a little bit. You know, just I might just run down an aisle in supermarket, you know, and hide from them and stuff. That's good though. That's 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 what that's what we need to do more. Because that, that's that's just engaging fun and immaturity. That's what we sort of need when kids. I think I think we try and make them grow up too fast. And I don't know. Maybe maybe every every, every parent tries that. You know, trying to make them mature quicker than they should be. Yeah, but yeah I think so. I'd, what I've got in mind is. I'd certainly like to. I'm trying to embrace this positivity thing I've heard a bit about. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've looked it up and apparently there's this thing going around that's called positivity and not being a grumpy person all your life. Things like, you know, we talked about Halloween, bonfire night, and I just, I come across as the grumpy one between us. So I'm going to try and embrace 2021 to a point where I'm enjoying it and try and look at the positives. I want to be a glass half full kind of guy. That's the way I'm looking. Nice. And and I do think, and I do certainly think, where the kids are concerned, I do lay my grumpiness on them an awful lot. Just when we're out and about, just I don't like that. I don't like, that tree's just too green. I don't like it. That water's too wet. Things like that. So I'm I'm conscious that I'm doing that to them. So I need to rein that in a little bit. Have you got anything else that you want to be better at? Yeah, I, I want to use my phone more in the in the aspect of capturing moments. For some reason, this last year, like if I go through my phone and my Instagram and stuff like that, I don't, I don't want one of them that I just post in, look at me, but I'm, I'm not capturing memories like I used to. I need to be mindful. I need to start capturing more memories. And I suppose I set a resolution a couple of years ago that I wanted to live in the moment more and not be on my phone, capturing all the things. But actually, when I look back, if I look back at mine and Amy's, her memories, well, she always seems to have memories more than me on like Snapchat or Instagram, you know, and I was thinking, oh, I need, I need to really capture these moments better. And I, I seem to miss out on that. Now, I, I, want, I want to get that fine balance. I'm not constantly on my phone because I do like to live in the moment. But when we're doing things, I don't, I don't automatically, I used to always just have my phone out, whereas I don't do that now. So I've got to somehow find that balance of capturing it so I can remember it, to reminisce with it, but then not be always on my phone when we're doing things. I think it's going to be a hard thing to do, but I think I've gone completely the opposite way when I try and get off my phone as much as I was for capturing time. Now, the kids will disagree with that and say, I'm always on my phone because they're always blubber about, you're on your phone, Dad. But I think it's more, I need to be more conscious of what I'm using my phone for when I'm with them and actually capture the times. Take yeah. more photos. Think- be on your phone at the right time, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 What about yourself? My, my final one is, like we've talked about before, about my idea of, when I'm going out, I have this thing about going out. We're going to go out. We're going to do this. And this is what we're going to. Nothing's going to stop us. I need to think about a contingency plan and plan a bit better when we're doing these things. So if things do go awry, then is awry a word? Awry, array. Yeah. If awry, awry, right. Yeah. I don't know. 
Now you've said that, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just let that slide. I? Right, so if things just go amiss while we're out and about, then I've got a backup in place and there's something else to do. I think my planning sometimes is a bit rubbish because I don't think of the elements and stuff like that. I just think, oh, yeah, we'll go out. Make sure you take your coats just in case. But then I don't think about, oh, like the terrain we're on or all like that. It's just always, I'll just wear shoes. So yeah. I need to plan a bit better. And like things like, I have got better at it, but I could. I, there's another level to it. So taking drinks with us, taking snacks with us, planning a little bit. If we're going to go somewhere, drive, park and have a walk, then, you know, being conscious of uh, where we're at, what we need to do, do we need to toilet, things like that. I'd just be better at planning, I think. And I think that would help with the old grumpiness, like, because when things do go on, planned better for, for if open. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's one of my big things is I let my frustration get the better of me when something's not gone how I wanted it to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite easily uh, frustrated. And then I'm just a grumpy sometimes, but I try not to be grumpy. I'm not like you, who's grumpy 24-7. <laughs> I, I, tell what I do want to do, and I think it's important as well, encourage the kids to be, because it's always been my thing in the garden, doing all the, the gardening and stuff like that and the cutting the grass and stuff. And it goes with independence and stuff. And we'd actually teach Ava how to cut the grass with a lawnmower and stuff under supervision. But it's little things like that, that silly little jobs, but I think she'd take pleasure in doing them. So I want, a bit, I want a bit more environmental, a bit more green and do more things with the kids, whether it be, I don't know, jazzing the garden up with some solar panel lights and stuff and then encouraging them and engaging on how the solar panels works and things like that because Noah got it for Christmas it's what we used to have at school like where you like build like a circuit and then the light bulb would come on it's about if you move this piece it breaks a circuit and then this is not a conductor and things like that and we actually enjoyed doing it because it was one it was educational and then then once we'd finished it was like right go find someone that's going to conduct so they went to Noah went and found like a, a toy and then we said go find someone that will conduct electricity so they came back with like a bit of paper one came back with a bit of wood and it was like I enjoyed it. it was the education, like subliminal educational. So I, I want to be a bit more like that, where we're actually doing things and be a bit more environmental. I tell you what, I do want to buy a butterfly catcher nest, and you know, like, have one of them and let them off. So that's something I might have a look at doing when weather gets better. Yeah, Andy's had one of them before. Any good? Would you recommend it? I seem to remember it was quite good. Yeah, and again, it's something that engages, and it's probably a good thing because because it doesn't last that long. It keeps them engaged for the few few, few days or a couple of weeks, however long it lasts. Yeah. And it's kind of done with, isn't it? It's about our level for pets. We can't keep things alive for long. <laughs> yeah. We had a fish called Minnie, and she died Christmas Eve. <laughs> we were like, obviously, we couldn't have the ads because kids were in bed at the time. When, when let's, just have a, let's just have a moment for Minnie. Okay. All right, that'll do. Yeah. So she, she, she died Christmas Eve. So then we didn't have the hats to tell them. So obviously, next day was Big Mama coming. So we didn't have the hats to tell them on that day. So we sort of like strategically covered the side up where Minnie was. And it wasn't until nearly two weeks later when I sent Ava to the shed to get something. So she came back and she went, Where's Minnie? Because Minnie's tank was empty in the shed. <laughs> obviously, that's what prompted it. So I do think if she hadn't gone to the shed, she'd still not know now, which. Me and Amy was like, well, she can't care that much. She didn't even notice. Pet's gone and she didn't even notice. So we had that, we had that fun over Christmas. Minnie weren't in an empty tank in the shed, was she? 
oh, that's probably why she didn't survive. She had <laughs> water in. So when you said before about wanting to encourage Ava in the garden and stuff like that, stop hiding her dead pets in shed. <laughs> you'll, you'll never get away with it. Yeah, no, she. Um, I, I was cleaning her out, changed the water, and she just didn't didn't survive the. Uh, I, I, I said she don't like clean water. <laughs> how long did mucky water? How long did you leave her outside for? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I did it properly. I fished her out, chucked in some fresh water, cleaned her water out, and then she was she was gone. Did you mix up the glass of vodka with the glass of water that you put her in? It could be that. We had we had two originally, and one didn't last two weeks. It's like it's like one. It's like mini other one. But yeah, she lasted ages. We had must have had her. I don't know a long time on it. It's a cool you got years, it, isn't for, it? Yeah. So you gave for like a sixth birthday or something. So she yeah, did it like must be a couple of years. years. So, no more fish. Step it up for an next birthday. Aye, when she gets a python or something like that. I still still need to get you back. Yeah, okay. (laughs) We'll see. Right, so, for us to be better at parenting, like we've said all along, you need to make sure that you look after yourself. So, how are you going to improve yourself personally? that could then potentially help with being a better parent? I think being the right role model. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'm a bad role model, but it goes back to me not lashing out, me understanding their kids. And I, I, I think I've said this in the past, it's always once I've blown my top that I go, what am I doing? Why am I getting so argumentative? Maybe if I actually said to them, this is the reason why we don't do that. Instead of going, no, what are you doing that for? The kids, they need to learn. They need to figure things out that things don't always go right. And it's my little world. So for me, I think it's been the better role model of maybe showing them before they do it or letting them get it wrong and then we have an education instead of me just going, oh, I've got to clean all this up now. Oh, what are you doing? So you've got to take that into your personal life. And so outside of your parenting role, into you know your work life, even when you're in the supermarket and somebody's in the way with your trolley, they might have a reason why they're in the way. So rather than, yeah, so just it's that understanding and that rationale and saying sometimes just count it to 10 and just not yeah. understand, you know, understanding what other people's circumstances are. Yeah. I mean, I, I do this a lot of work. I, because I can do something, I'm so quick to think, why can't you do that? How, how, how hard is this what I'm asking you to do? Do you know? So I do think I need to, like you say, in my personal life, not just my parenting life, I need to take a step back, count to 10 and go, not everyone's got strengths and weaknesses. It's about working to people's strengths and weaknesses and find out what they're good at and then homing on that and not just necessarily going, well, I can do it, so therefore you can do it because that's not work. Because a lot of people can do things that I bloody can't do and people take the time out to help me. So I think I need to be a bit more that guy who actually goes, yeah, not everyone can do everything. Just because I'm amazing. Yeah, that's a fair point. And and I think in turn from that, you need to learn from other people. So, you you know, you have you have like you say, everybody has strengths and weaknesses. You you know the good positive thing for you is that you can highlight your weaknesses, know where they are. Whereas then you maybe need to learn them skills from from other people that you work with that you feel that are possibly a little bit too laid back, maybe. And again, it's finding that balance in it between what, yeah. what works for everybody. I, I tell you what, pig wrestling. That is all about that. You know I'm a big advocate of this book. One recommendation for us then from this year is get pig wrestling read. Yeah, I mean, pig wrestling is all about framing the problem. Talk about the, the pig in the pen 
and you you frame the problem and you, you generally look at a problem and automatically think this is it this is why it's gone wrong well actually if you reframe it generally it's it's something else that's a knock-on effect to why that issue is wrong and as a management tool and as a leadership tool it's just a way of highlighting how you can possibly adapt your style and say reframe the problem which is obviously the pig we all wrestle with pigs personally professionally emotionally physically but it's just yeah it's, it's a great book i would recommend it for anybody uh, certainly anybody that's looking to get into any type of management or leadership style i mean not even that just it just helps you i think refocus what how you kind of looking at, at things and stuff like that so i'm highly recommend it yeah because i mean you could, you could adapt pig wrestling to parenting so why is the why is that always the issue why do we always end up finding the same problem where I don't know, the kids lashing out and things like that. So let's reframe, are they getting enough sleep? Are they getting the right stimulants? Are they not being bored or whatever? Because I'm, I'm one, I think, when I was at school, the reason why I didn't do so well at school is because I wasn't challenged enough or because I, I, was, I was easily led. Or So the, the best way to me would be maybe to, I don't know, change how I was being taught, I think. Because later in life, I've proved I'm no... Dummy, do I mean, I've been got my degree, things like that. So, I'm not saying education failed me or anything like that, but I think it may be just the teaching style growing up wasn't right for me. So, yeah, I think parenting, something goes wrong and you automatically go for the, the safe go to, you know, or little, you know, my child's um, wetting the pants at school, right? But, you know, you're automatically thinking, right, I'm just going to shout at him, stop wetting your pants, you're five, six years old, stop doing that, stop doing that. Actually, there's obviously another issue there, why that's happening. And that's what pig wrestling's all about. It's like looking at it, reframing it, and asking the questions why, and possibly other things that, that are happening as to why that's going on. So, yeah, it works in the adult life, but like you say, brilliantly, you're right, it works for parenting tool as well. I recommend it. I mean, we should just point out at this moment in time, we're not on any commission. We're not being sponsored by pig wrestling. But it's a fantastic read. It's called Pig Wrestling. It's by Pete Lindsay and Mark Bowden. Check it out. Leon, there's another something else that I want to do personally uh, to improve my personal life. And I want to, I know we've touched on this a little bit in previous podcasts, but I want to try and reach out to more people that I've previously been connected with that I'm not connected with anymore. And I think over the year, and I'm going to challenge you to do the same five people that I would consider in your network, whether that's in your phone book, in your social media friends, people that you know or have previously known that you've maybe lost contact with and try and re-engage. Just, even if it is just to drop a message, just say, how are you doing? You can even say, look, I'm doing this because I feel like I need to reconnect with people just on a, on a friendly point of view. How are you doing? You know, hello, hope you're well. So I'm going to try and do that this year and I'm challenging you to do the same thing. I, I only think five, I think five's enough. Don't need to go really more on that. And in really, if you want to encourage them people to reach out to another five people as well, then we kind of get something going then, don't we? Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So I'm going to do that. And I also want to try and do something this year where my kids will say to their friends, oh, my dad did this, in a more excited way than, oh, you'll never believe what my dad did. <laughs> so I want them to, to, to tell the friends they've done something where them they're maybe a little bit more proud than embarrassed this year. I mean, the embarrassing things are still going to come, but I want to, yeah, that's my aim. Do you have anything in mind? 
on that sort of thing. No. Unless it's winning lottery, I'm not sure. It's got to be something good because I believe that for them to want to, I suppose, brag in a way to the friends that the dad's yeah. at the moment, it's just, you see that guy over there? Yeah, he's my dad, the one with the scruffy looking hair and beard. <laughs> That's kind of all again at the moment. <laughs> see, because depending on what it is, because like those at the age of where toilet humor is funny, so if I let out a big old ripper, he'd be telling his friends, like, my dad, let a right ripper out. <laughs> Right, well, do you know what? At this moment in time, I'd take that. <laughs> Especially yes. if Ellie goes and tells all her friends. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You've, you've got like a big, like, vast in, like, age span of what, what's impressive to one's not necessarily impressive to the other. So that's, it's going to be a nice challenge for you. Well, at least mine, like, in the same age bracket near enough where the fact they'll probably find the same things. Impressive. Yeah. Things impressive. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I've maybe set myself a challenge there that might be difficult to hit. You never know. You might, uh, might come across an absolute belter. Yeah, possibly. But I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Darren Gladstone. Recently had some bad news that his old man has got prostate cancer. So Daz has now raised some money in the aid of Prostate Cancer UK. So I just want to give everyone a shout-out to say, if you've got a pound pocket or you can afford a pound or whatever you can afford try and donate some money towards Daz now what he's doing to raise some money is he's running 50 miles in January so he started his two days in and obviously by the end of January he wants to run the 50 miles and obviously raise as much money as he can so I'll put into the notes the link of where you can give because he's got a just giving page where you can fundraise and help him get on with it so I just want to give Daz a shout out and say good on you mate and hope all best for your old man yeah whatever we can do we'll, we'll sort of do to help him Andy, what have you learned this week? So I've learned a couple of things this week. I have learned that the anticipation of snow coming, I actually believe is worse than snow being here. I love snow. I know, right. And back to my point of trying to be positive, I actually like snow, right? Bombshell. I actually like something and I like snow. I like it when it's fresh and it's crisp and it's white and you can throw your snowballs. I mean, you must live at posh end of town because you actually get real snow. Where <laughs> as, <laughs> I didn't get that much at my end of town. At that point, I like snow. But I think the anticipation of it, because we'd seen on the news that places that are not far from us have had a fair bit of snow, and we was kind of waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. Then when it started to snow, I'm like, oh, it's here. Right, let's, you know, we can kind of embrace this. We can kind of enjoy it. And then I didn't get as much as potentially I thought I was going to. It's the aftermath of the snow, all the slush and that. Blah. But I like I, snow. I, yeah, I, I don't even mind the slush bit. Do you know what, do you know what gets me? It's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm like you. I absolutely love snow. I love building a snowman. I just hate being cold. The older I'm getting... I find it chronically more painful to be cold. And I don't mean like, oh, my joints hurt. I mean, I like physically just don't like being cold. Like I can get wrapped up and then I can barely move because I'm like Michelin man. has got about 12 million layers on, so I can't actually do anything productive. I just don't like the feeling of being cold. That is, yeah, I mean, that's another bombshell that you like snow, but you don't like cold. Yeah. Snow, snow tends to come when it's cold. Oh, that's unfortunate, isn't it? I'd, I'd, I'd like, um, is it Olaf? Yeah, it's Olaf in a way. He likes the sunshine, but in the snow. It's something like that in Frozen, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. I've seen it, but didn't really pay attention. Dancing in the sun. 
I've got a second bit of something that I've learned this week as well. Go on then. Good things come to nice people. And I believe if you do a good deed for somebody, somebody else will they'll they'll pass it on. Like kind of paying it forward type thing. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. So just before Christmas, you know I'm a big Only Fools and Horses fan, and I have this plush toy of an Uncle Albert, and he's he, he's supposed to say something when you press his tummy. And the batteries had gone in it or something like that. So I'd emailed the company just to say, is there a way of changing the batteries? Because I'm a big fan and I like this toy. So is there any way of doing it? And I emailed the company direct. There was a girl, I'm presuming it's a girl, and I apologise if it's not, Joe. And she emailed me straight back saying, there isn't, unfortunately. Which one have you got? So there's two um, versions of this, this toy. There's one that's got legs and one that's got like a flat bum that just kind of stands up. Uh, anyway, we exchanged a couple of emails backwards and forwards. Basically, she just said, don't worry, I'm going to send you a brand new one. No questions asked, brand new toy and a little one as well. So big shout out to Joe at Eighth Wonder Toy Company. And I just think that was just before Christmas. Uh, and I really want to give her a shout out and just say thank you very much. I'll put that on the Instagram and I was just right happy with it. I just thought it was brilliant customer service, and yeah, it it made my day. Nice class. You've had you've had two two instances of that, haven't you? Where you've had really good customer service from a company. Yeah, I've had a couple of instances. So we had the one from Wilco where I bought the Lego, and there were some bits missing. Emailed them straight away. Boom! There you go. There's a brand new full set. And then we bought a board game, and there were some cards missing in it. So again, just emailed them, said you know these are missing. Asked me for a couple of details, sent them through. And got it back. These things generally never happen to me. Well, I'm, I've emailed a company. I've emailed Airfix. So Noah got some Airfix. Do you know what Airfix models are? Like, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, we used to glue them together and paint them. Well, they brought like a new series out and they're called Quick Build. So you don't need any glue, don't need any paint. But you build some really good aeroplanes and stuff from it. There's pieces missing in both boxes. So there's pieces missing in the Spitfire. And I thought, oh, I can live without that piece. Then the pieces that are missing in the Wolfwaffer one, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a German plane. And um Is that the one that dogs fly? The Wolfwaffer. Yeah, the Wolfwaffer. <laughs> um I can't remember what it's called then. It's like Mitch Mrs. Mrs. Mitch plane. I don't know. Anyway, so that's missing pieces, but that's missing like quite important pieces. So I wasn't gonna complain about the pieces missing the Spitfire, but then I've now complained that they're both missing pieces. So I'd like to know what they're going to come back with. Because if I get bad service, I'm going to be like, this is ridiculous. Because the, yeah. like, one of them, you can't do much with it because it's missing some important bits. We're on a cliffhanger here then, aren't we? Waiting to find out whether they can meet the same standards that I've received recently. Because yeah. I never, ever get good customer service. I mean, I mean, I'm disputing at the moment with some blinds from Blinds to Go, and wow, are they taking their mic up if I'm being nice. Like, like, Custom service and me just don't come. I'd never seem to get good custom service. Right, we'll leave it there on a cliffhanger. What have you got coming yeah. up this week? Anything good? Uh, back to work. Um, kids back to school. Hopefully, please, Boris, let the kids still go to school. They've already had two weeks off and they've had half a year off as it is. So in less than 24 hours, our podcast became dated. UK went into a national lockdown. What have you got planned for the week? No, same as you. Back to work, back to school. <laughs> Try and come to a bit more normality. We'll see what happens. The world's still upside down a little bit, but just keep going, keep plugging along, everybody. Um, get in touch, feel the love, 
and uh, yeah, just to reiterate what Leon said, um, follow the link that we'll put in the Instagram post, Twitter post for Prostate Cancer UK for Daz and his dad. Leon, keep yourself smiling. Have a great week. Keep smiling. Have a good week, mate. I'll see you next week. All right, mate. Bonjour. Thank you for listening right to the end of this week's podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dad underscore tales underscore or get involved by emailing us at dadtales at outlook.com. You can also now join our Facebook page by searching Dad Tales. Keep the feedback coming. We are genuinely humbled by all the input and the comments you are providing us. Stay safe, celebrate small victories and keep smiling.